passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. It is the post-game edition as the Browns fall to the Falcons 23-20. to My name is Andy Baskin. His name is Daryl Ryder, and Daryl, it's another game the Browns could have won and didn't, and man, the end of it felt like a carbon copy of the loss to the New York Jets. So, Daryl, your first thoughts on the loss, 23-20, to the Falcons. Well, I don't know if it was a carbon copy to the Jets, but they certainly got their butts handed to them in the second half, and they had no answer for the Falcons' running game. That and Kevin Stefanski had a couple of brain cramps as a head coach that cost them dearly. Um, So my top takeaway of everything, if not for terrible coaching, they'd be 4-0 right now. They've lost Hmm. two games because of bad coaching. We know what happened against the Jets with uh, Joe Woods and the defensive breakdowns. Mike Prefer uh, and his special teams unit not doing their job, getting that onside kick. And then uh, Sunday, Kevin Stefanski not taking three points when you should really take three points. And also, too, some really uh, terrible play calling inside the five, as well as uh, that second to last drive when they were just basically like Atlanta was doing to the Browns. I mean, the Browns were running it down the Falcons throats and then they decided to start throwing the football around uh, four of seven plays on that drive. And uh, to no surprise, guess what? Uh, Ended in a punt. So 
not a great day for Kevin Stefanski as head coach. That's for sure. Also, not a surprise that Atlanta would try to run the ball down the Browns' throat, knowing that they were missing three out of their four starters on the defensive line going into this thing. So I'm that I'm I'm really not shocked by this loss. I just think the Browns should have been up 21-10 in the first half, and they let it slip away. And then you're playing Chase when you're down 10 nothing. I there again and putting Jacoby Brissett in a bad position. They did it again at the end of the game, you know, just like they did against the Jets. So maybe that's my bigger comparison. You know, you, I, you, I just don't trust this team late in the game with Jacoby Brissett trying to come back and score. And I, and by the way, I don't know that anybody does. It's not like it's not an insult to Jacoby. I just don't think he's that quarterback, especially when you're a team that is heavily, heavily, heavily reliant on the run. And now all of a sudden you're forcing passing down the other team or you're trying to pass the ball with Jacoby Brissett and your best your best venue is to throw screens at that point because it's essentially the running game in, in that fold. I just, it's a disappointing loss, but Daryl, I do think the heat's going to come down on Kevin Stefanski on this one and no one's going to give him any, any flag or any slack because they were missing defensive players. And you know, you're still what seven games in a bye week away from the guy who's essentially going to be your starting quarterback. Yeah. Well, shame on the Falcons for taking 30 minutes to figure out they probably should run the ball against a team that doesn't have their defensive line intact. Number one, number two, you know, I I totally get where you're coming from on talking about Jacoby getting picked off again, but my thoughts on both of those situations is they were desperation situations. Um, In in other words, but Daryl, did they have to be desperate? They needed a field goal and that, you know, you want to get mad, get mad at the offensive line for giving up the sack and, you know, then you take a penalty. Uh, speaking of penalties, like what was Denzel Ward thinking on the face mask that essentially just lifted them all the way down the field? I well, mean, there were just some really dumb too. things. Dumb. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, yet another defensive blown coverage. Uh, yeah. So that now that's six. Um, if we're still keeping track at home, huh. um, which we are. And well, to your question about, you know, Jacoby, were the, yeah, those were desperation. Like, yeah, they're, they're scrambling at the end of the game, trying to pull a rabbit out of their hats. So yeah, the desperation, but they were there, Daryl. I mean, they were right there on the line to yeah. get a field goal, to tie the thing up and send it to over. Well, they were, they the were one, right they were there the too. And they didn't do much of anything either. So there you go. That's a good point. I'll, I'll give you both those points. All right, Daryl, why don't you lead us through some of the things they were saying in the locker room? Yeah, well, uh, let's let, let's start with Kev, shall we? Let's start mm-hmm. with the star of the show, Kevin Stefanski. I'm frustrated by all of it. You know, frustrated that, that I didn't put our guys in position to succeed. That's, that's really what I'm frustrated by. Now, I'm about to play the coup de gras. Hang on. Like, can we just, I mean, that's exactly what, that's what he has to do, put Jacoby Brissett in a position to win, and he didn't do it today. Yeah. So, play the coup uh, de gras. <clears throat> So he was asked if he'd go ahead and kick the field goal now, hindsight being 2020. And I, you're talking about the opening drive, right? Yes. And I fell out of my chair when he said this, there's always opportunities to, to grow and get better as a coach, as a player, you name it. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to be results based. I'm going to always fall back on, you know, our process and, and try to put our guys in position to succeed. That's really what we're trying to do. Now I just want to make sure that I understood what he said correctly but I'm, I'm not going to be results based. I'm going to always fall back on, you know, our process. And so you're not going to be results based. Wait, was that a, Pat Shermer or Kevin Stefanski? Yeah. You're not going to be results based in a results based business. I just, I just want to 
that right? Hang on. But I'm I'm not going to be results based. I'm going to okay. Yeah, he not going to be results based in a results based business. That might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard him say. Dead serious. That might be the dumbest thing to come out of Kevin Stefanski's mouth as head coach. But I'm I'm not going to be results based. I'm going to always fall back on you know our process and. Well, your process sucked on Sunday because it cost you three points to start the game. Which, by the way, you'd be in overtime at least. Um, your uh, process sucked as far as trying to get cute on the hurry up uh, on that third down that you lost a couple of the yards. Your uh, process sucked in the second half when you decided to throw four times in seven plays when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were literally throwing Atlanta Falcon defenders around the football field, especially Kareem Hunt. Um, uh, you're not going to be, you need to be results based when you suck inside the five yard line, which is by the way, that's becoming a pattern for the Browns. And it's not a very good pattern. Uh, when uh, Stefanski for, uh, came in, like that was one of the areas they were really, really good. Right. Andy, like they were yeah. good you know, this year, uh, not really. So, um, I just, I, I, I just, I can't believe he said that I'm not going to be results based in going back and evaluating things. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Didn't he say out of the gate? I'm just trying to remember. Out of the gate, after excuse me, after the game, he said, um, "This one's on me." Didn't he say that? Or did, yeah, he, did he avoid that? I'm, I'm sure. Um, if he did, I missed it. Yeah, I can't remember if he said that off the out of the gate. I was wondering. Maybe I was listening for it to see if he would say it because, again, if you say it enough times, it's going to be on you, and that's going to be the end. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like I, I like Kevin. I think that you know we were. I was excited about the synergy with him and Jacoby, but the hard part about everything that happened today and everything that's happened in the first four weeks, and I must have heard it three times today, and I've heard it a thousand times over the week. The Browns had the easiest schedule in the NFL through the first four games. They had Mm -hmm. a bunch of one and two teams on the docket, and they were playing a one and two team today. Now they have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL, according to ESPN's research, that they now, only the Steelers have a harder schedule. So they faced Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota. They're two and two. Here's what they have coming up, folks. <laughs> Justin Herbert, Brian Hoyer, because Mac Jones is hurt, and we're going right. to assume that Jones is going to be available. Right. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Ugh. Joe Burrow, Tua, we think, assuming he's allowed right. out of concussion protocol, uh, Josh Allen, and Tom Brady. That's your next seven games. And with this defense playing the way this defense has been playing through the first four weeks, um, th- that's why three and one was so very, very important for them because like that, it's just, it's, it's tough to weather that type of a storm going forward. So um, yeah, that, a, a missed opportunity and, Look, I'll give Jacoby Brissett some credit, Andy, you know, really sticking up 
for his head coach and the aggressiveness, albeit sometimes stupid aggressiveness, but the aggressiveness of Kevin Stefanski? Oh, uh, for sure. I mean, I mean, Dobbs was just saying it's like hindsight 2020. We've been going for a lot on fourth down as we've been getting it. So, you know, uh, obviously we, we're, we're behind the aggressive play. Uh, cause that, that's us, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and we live with the results and, and we go to the next play and, uh, we, we, we respect care for get, giving us that trust in, in, uh, in this team. I mean, uh, cause it's not just, a, it's not just about the offense, it's about the defense and the special teams and, 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 and that, in that sense. So, uh, Hey, they, they trust us to go for it and we just gotta, we gotta convert it and, and, and we will. So, you know, I, I, I give Jacoby and again, that's a leader that, you know, that's what a leader in your locker room. Uh, sounds like and yeah the to be fair to Stefanski the aggressiveness plays well when you're successful being aggressive and it doesn't play well when you're not successful and unfortunately we're seeing that in certain situations they've clearly not been successful and so that aggressiveness comes back to, to to bite them in the backside. But I knew when they didn't take those three points at the start of the game, Andy, I just, I had a feeling that was going to come back and bite them in the backside. And guess what happened? It bit them in the backside because had they taken those three points. Yeah. I mean, at worst, and really, Darryl, and in Darryl, that's a six point swing too. And they were lucky it wasn't more yeah. because you don't get the three and then they go down and march all the way down the field and pick up three. So there's, that's a six point, if not a, you know, in most worlds, that would have been a 14-point swing if they would have been able to put it in the end zone. All right, let's come back. We'll talk more. We'll hear more from the locker room. It is the post-game report uh, of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. The Falcons are winner 23-20.